Welcome to the Wonder Boldly podcast hosted by yours truly, Christine, founder of Drizzle Academy. I am going to encourage and motivate you to take action towards your big goals. I'm going to teach you everything I've learned from building a very successful 25-year career, coaching people, and starting my own online business. I am going to give you so many action items, you are going to be able to wonder boldly. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Wonder Boldly. Today, I'm here with Bridget, and I am so pleased to meet her. This is our first face-to-face, we're on Zoom, our first face-to-face meeting and getting to know each other. And We took some time before hitting record to kind of get to know each other, ask each other some questions, and we're finding so many similarities, which is so fun, and a lot of things um, that we can learn from each other, and that's why we're all here. Bridget has a very interesting story, and I will ask if she's comfortable to share that with all of you. We can talk about that today in her journey, and right now, who she works with, what she's bringing to the world, the impact that she is making, and I'm sure she's going to have some amazing action steps for us. So without further ado, thank you, Bridget, so much for being with us today. I know this is going to be fun because I've already loved our conversation so far. (laughs) (laughs) Tell the folks what you do and the things that they would be really interested. I know my audience so well, and they would really be interested in the story, whatever you're comfortable telling and like how you kind of came to the place you're at now. Yeah, it's been a really beautiful journey and we are about to co-author a book together and that reflective process of really like looking at our journey is always so amazing. Uh, So now I work as a publisher, I work as a podcast host, I work as a visibility coach, a mentor, a yogi, a teacher. There's so many of the titles that, you know, I can put after my name, but actually my biggest purpose on this planet is to be a human helper and to help women specifically feel more comfortable to use their voice. And that for me really started from a journey when I was much younger, dealing with a lot of health issues, feeling like my voice wasn't heard. And at that time, I always look back because my mom was my voice. She was the one speaking up for me at these doctor's appointments. I was dealing with Lyme disease and I was in you know, my early teens. So trying to figure out who I was during that time. But when I look back, that event planted so many seeds in my life, it planted this boldness, this bravery, this, um, this part of myself that always wanted to do my own research and find my own way. So even as I continued you know, through my my journey going through high school and college and working in New York City at a sales job, I came back to those foundational pieces where, which were, you know, who am I? What do I value? What do I want for my life? I ended up leaving my job in the city, becoming a yoga instructor, starting to teach and host workshops locally. And it's really just evolved into something that I never, ever thought it to be. And it's funny because when we were talking before, you said this mantra of just start. And that's always my mantra too, is just start. But you're right, where do people begin? And for me, it was these little breadcrumbs that I started following. It was, you know, go to the yoga class and meet some friends. Go to the workshop where you can learn about Reiki and healing. Uh, Go to an event where these people are. And the more and more that I started to follow that and just take one step ahead, 
so much in my path just opened up and it's been a cool and non-linear journey as most of us would probably say. Right, right. (laughs) Um, Do you know the moment or the season, whatever it was for you that you realized this was work to help women use their voice? Yeah, the, it's funny. It's like it's always been there, but it wasn't so in my face. About four or five years ago, I started hosting women's circles just in person. And there was something really, really powerful when we would go around and someone would just share their story. They would talk about how, you know, they are really feeling challenged at work. They're really tired. It's They're not feeling like themselves. And then another person would talk about their relationship and another person would talk about X, Y, and Z. And I noticed something beautiful happening. Everyone was just being seen and heard. And there was so much power in that. And then as I continued on my journey, I started to realize that I love to work with the healers. I love to work with, you know, the yogis or the spiritual coaches, the life coaches, the health coaches who know they're here to make a massive impact. But some of them are still scared to use their voices, you know, maybe from when they were a child and they felt like the parents said, you know, be quiet, listen to me, (laughs) because we have a lot of those things embedded at a young age. And I just, again, kept following these breadcrumbs. And then one day, really in the end of 2019, it became very, very clear. As I looked back on my Lyme disease journey of feeling not seen and heard, I looked back on the women's circles. I looked back on whenever I shared and used my voice. I said, oh my God, this is healing. Like this is healing beyond anything I ever realized. And then again, from there, I just I just kept going. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so... At that time, so end of 2019, when you see you're looking back on these things, do you remember what what was it or why did you sit, air quotes, and, and look back? Like had something, did something trigger that? Did you say, let, mm-hmm. let me look at the whole picture? Because I think sometimes when I chat um, with my clients, one thing that's really apparent is they they don't really see that whole picture or see how things connect at first, right? And then also, which I think is so sad, kind of breaks my heart, is they, if they're not doing that, they don't realize all that they've accomplished, overcome, mm-hmm. or how strong they are. And it's like, you know, if you're you're thinking about like co-authoring this book that we're, we're working on together, gosh, this could seem really hard. This could seem it's kind of a vulnerable chapter for me. And I'm like, should I do it? Should I not do it? You know, that type of thing. You know, just taking a step back and thinking all the hard things that we've been as a human, you know, human experience, all the things that you've been through and, and have built up that resilience and that strength. But you don't think about that in your day to day. You're going about your business and doing your thing, right? And so I, I say, you know, sit down and reflect, like, what are your accomplishments? What have you you know, what have you experienced? I mean, even using the word accomplish sometimes is the wrong <laughs> word because they don't think of them as accomplishments, right? So I just am curious if if you can think and, and share with the audience so that when we are out there uh, and going through our days, you know, I think it's so important to kind of sit and stop and think about, you know, connecting those dots from your history. Yeah, I have a couple of thoughts on this. I've had a journaling practice since 2013, like a morning journaling practice, which has, if I look back at those journal entries, 
It is so beautiful because a lot of what I wrote down there has come to fruition. A lot of what I was going through, I was able to, you know, heal and and move beyond it and, and kind of transmute it. And I think that a practice like that is so important. And then I'd also want to expand on that because I've always put myself, not always, but I like to put myself in community settings where reflection is a big part of it, where asking ourselves these questions is huge. And because I don't think anyone outside of ourselves can have the answers for these things, right? And we're always seeking that. We're always like, tell me what to do. Like, let me go to the psychic so they can tell me what my next step is. Mm -hmm. But there's so much power in that reflection time. And even if the answer doesn't come to you when you have your journal open, I tend to find that you can go on a walk and get the the aha of, oh my gosh, it all makes sense. Or you have a conversation with someone, oh my gosh, it all makes sense. So for me, it's it doesn't ever seem like it's the one thing. For me, it's always this culmination of these little things I'd been doing consistently. And, you know, you and I were talking about before, like, the power of a routine, the power of the morning practice. And I don't think it's just about like the one day that you get up and meditate. I think it's about the consistent times when you do it. And this is where like my masculine fiery energy comes in. I'm very disciplined. I'm very committed to my non-negotiable daily practices that happen every single morning. And without them, I am, you know, flying all over the place because I need that. I need it. Right. I love that. Exactly. And do you have that sense of like, if I don't have my morning practice, because sometimes, you know, it's hard to, it's cold or get up or you're tired or whatever the case is, right? And you're non-negotiables. I love that because I use that term myself. Um, And so anyway, so something has come up and whatever it is, and I don't follow my morning practice, it feel worse. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's so ingrained and so important in my life that I actually feel worse feel all over the place. And I mean, that takes, you know, a long, long, that's a journey, a long time, I think, to get there, for sure. Um, Like I mentioned to you before we started, I have the Harness Your Morning program. That's like a four-week program. And that's, that's just like the beginning, like, you know, four weeks. Yeah, four weeks. (laughs) You know, right? (laughs) Right. But it's like that kind of kickstart and, you know, putting the non-negotiables in place. An example of that is so many, right? I love non-negotiables. So, one of them is for me, for me personally, is if I don't plan the night before that I'm not going to get up, mm-hmm. like it's, it's a non-starter, of course, unless I'm extremely sick, but fortunately that ha- has not happened. So if I wake up and I'm just like not in the mood or whatever, cause I'm a human being and you know, I'm just like that first thought it's like, no, nope, we didn't plan not to get up. Like if I plan to go out the night before and have a great time with friends, family, whatever it is, I know I'm going to be up late. Then I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get up in the morning. Mm. Um, It's funny because uh, on that example, we have um, often have parties with the the neighbors, not often, but every once in a while with the neighbors. And I'm always the person to leave. It's like right across the street. And I, (laughs) it's nine o'clock time to go to bed. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) So anyway, so I love that non-negotiables. And I agree, like, it's not for me, it's not like one moment in time. There's been so many even writing the chapter and let's, let's go there. So even writing the chapter, you know, you know, your own story, but you know, all of the pieces, my morning practice, personal development, like everything. Right. And then putting, writing down the story that I know so well, even new things have come up. Like, they're like, Oh, mm-hmm. that's why, you know, 
And it's like you said, the consistency, the practice of doing it, and it doesn't just all flood in, but the things start to connect. So tell us a little bit about, so you have your own publishing house and you've written a few books. Tell us about that, those experiences and more about that. So similarly to the book that we are co-authoring, I also create anthologies and also do solo author books and produce them for organizations and companies as well if they want a book created. It has been a beautiful, beautiful process and I'm coming at it from the perspective of storytelling, community building, and networking. And I always say it's like I do these, you know, co-authored book projects. And I always say it's like we're having a women's circle, a mastermind, and a networking event come together and birth a book. That's kind of the end result. And that's the perspective I look at. And what's so beautiful about sharing stories, just like on a podcast, which is why I have my own too, is when we share stories, we give the person listening permission to do the same. We're able to see ourselves in other people's stories. And if you think back, and I'm an avid reader and I've been reading for a long time, a lot of personal development books, um, and listening to a lot of podcasts, and a lot of that like insight or just activation has come from listening to someone else's words or reading them and then saying, you know what, I can do that too. I can figure this out. And for me, it's like our words are invitations for people, right? I'm a big Gabby Bernstein lover. Universe Has Your Back was such a like activation for me. I was like, yeah, I can do this. I think I was either had just quit my job or about to quit my job when I read that book. So I was like, okay, the universe has my back. And it gives us permission because it's like, okay, this person can do it. You know, why can't I? And I love to give people a big permission slip because what I want most is for people to realize their potential and their greatness in this world. I think so many people, and this is what I talked about in this book, are living lives that aren't actually in integrity with who they are inside. They're living lives as a, a benchmark. I must do this next. I must do this. This is the normal way. I like to say pish posh. I'm kind of the rebel and I have been as a child too. We have to find our own way and I believe it leads to healthier relationships with ourselves, with others, literally a healthier body because mm-hmm. our everything in the body is connected. And I believe that we're all here for a reason, whether it's to be incredible mothers, incredible co-workers, incredible visionaries, incredible creatives. Like we are all here for a reason. And I just got off on a tangent too, but I loved it. it's so I important it. for me. I loved it. Because exactly what you just said um, is exactly how I feel like, and we chatted a little bit before we started in my own journey of being a coach and having my coaches and just seeing such potential in people and really part of my journey and struggle um, as a coach is allowing them to come to it when they're ready, you know, Um, and that's definitely, definitely a skill I'm working on and because I so agree. It and it's so wonderful for yourself and the people in your lives, yeah. family, friends, community, wherever you're making an impact. Like you as a human are making an impact every day, every day. And I also believe very strongly that it's your choice, meaning mm-hmm. your choice on the impact you want to make. My home, I'm so fortunate. My home is I choose to have a happy home. So I choose to be happy. I choose to have positive energy. You know, it's a choice. I could, and you know, I'm, I'm a human. So I'm not saying hundred percent of the time I'm 
giddy and happy rainbows and butterflies, you know, but there are times when I'm like, I could be like, ugh, not so great. But I'm like, why? Why? It's not doing me any good. It's certainly not doing my family any good. And that's our choice. And I think that it's unfortunate that um, there are, here I go, there are so many people, all of us have huge potential and to make an impact and to live. At, and you don't even have to make an impact in your community. I'm happy. Make an impact for yourself and your family yeah. that goes around you. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. That's like immense. Like, because if you think about that, even if you just made a difference for yourself and you felt more positive and you felt more aligned with who you were, more calm, more just, just really in alignment, that will have a ripple effect, right? You don't even have to do anything else. <laughs> you can just be good to yourself. And so I used to have this phrase, I kind of dropped it a little bit, but um, I still say it is like, put yourself first, put yourself first. And I know there's that connotation around it, like this kind of selfish. And, and I know, you know, this very, very well. It's, it's not about when I say put yourself first, it's not about being selfish. It's actually the reverse. And if we could all just be kind to ourselves. Imagine what a beautiful world it would be. I could get emotional about it. Right. So I love that. I love that. That was such, that was such a good good, good segment. It wasn't even a tangent. It was just real good stuff that was flowing from you. I loved it. <laughs> I love speaking. I, I really feel, and this happened to me a lot when I would teach yoga, I wouldn't go in with a plan because I tend to just do better flying by the seat of my pants. It felt like I would just, you know, set this intention for whatever was meant to come through me to come through. And it felt like that's what happened. And I think we all have this ability to kind of just be this vessel for whatever message we're here to share, whether it's literally just to love ourselves or to be kind to the stranger at the supermarket who's checking us out. Like, it doesn't have to be this extravagant, like, I want to build a nonprofit. It can be so simple. It can be so, so simple. And it does start with us. So thank you for that reminder. It does start with the individual. Beautiful. So what would you say is one of the things if you can share with the audience through your journey thus far, where we are in our lives, what has been one of your biggest lessons, like something that you've learned along the way that you'd like to share? Mm, there's a couple. Um, I also have a similar lesson, com like with you, uh, not with you, but similarly to you of being like, how could people not want to live their highest potential? So that's one of them. Um, <laughs> but another one of mine is that it's okay to say no. And that's really what I wrote about in this book, in this chapter, my like unwillingness to compromise who I am, even if it meant others might not be happy. The times I said no, or I left things and how that was actually really empowering. But as women, especially, it is hard to use our voices. It is very hard to say no, because we love to people please. We love to be like, it's okay. Of course. Yes, I'll do X, Y, and Z for you. But saying no and having clear boundaries, even like with my business of like, these are my business hours. Like I will not respond to something after this time. And I'm still working on that. Yeah. But having those boundaries of, you know, this is this is what I'm available for and this is what I'm not available for. I think, again, it's that ripple effect, just like you said. If, if I can hold this space and hold my power of yes or no, it gives permission for others to do the same. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And and it's hard. That's hard work for mm -hmm. sure. For sure. That's hard work. Right. And yes, I like to think of it like you just said, exactly like you just said, 
when something is hard, I, for me personally, I like to think I'm doing a, a, a service, a benefit to somebody else. If I, I'm showing how to do that, hopefully they're taking away from that as well. You know, like like you say, if you're saying no to X, Y, Z, super hard. Um, and then, but somebody else seeing that and the world didn't crumble and everything's still okay. Um, yeah. Like, oh, that's interesting. You know, maybe I can do that as well. You know, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate you're it. You're welcome. That. Before I, I do let you go, tell us what you would like to, any action steps or any suggestions um, my listeners can take away from this episode and like you said earlier, take that one step further. Yeah, I this book came to me right as what right, right away as we kind of started talking further. The book is called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. It is like I'm speechless. It's one of those books where if you are at a place in your life when where you want more structure, you want more commitment to yourself, you want that non-negotiable daily practice, but you also want to, you know, hold the vision of something all about the simple daily things that we do every single day that either bring us towards our goal or take us away. And the thought is, you know, the one day when you miss going to the gym, it's not a big deal. But when that one day becomes another day and another day and another day and another day, and then you look at your year and you've only gone once a month instead of, you know, once a week, things change. And this is the philosophy, this this dream big start small philosophy has guided me in everything in my life, whether it is to start a business where I, I have a team and I hire people and I um, am working with a lot of people at once. And this was the big vision, but I had to start small to get there. And it's just, okay, what is that next best step that's in alignment with me? And that's going to be getting me in the direction of my dreams. So for me, it's a daily kundalini yoga practice. I sit there for 11 to 30 minutes every day and I'm chanting or I'm doing some weird breath work or holding my arms in the air for a really long time. And I'm saying weird because if you are not familiar with kundalini yoga, it can look a little weird and funky. But having that practice as the daily non-negotiable has literally allowed avenues and opportunities to come into my life that I would have never expected. So that's what I would really suggest is to, you know, maybe you find that book or maybe you find another church to just help you keep up. And there's a saying in Kundalini Yoga, keep up and you will be kept up. Keep up and you'll be kept up. In yoga, they say that yoga doesn't start until we want to get out of the pose. And that's the same in our life. A lot of the times when the going gets rough, we're like, oh, screw this. That's when you hold the pose. That's when you keep up. You know, that's when you lean on your community. That's when you lean on your practices, your family, your breath, your body, and you just keep going. And it's a beautiful and wild roller coaster journey. That's very fun. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Bridget. This was so fun. Tell us how we can find you, follow along, all that good stuff. Sure. So I'm on Instagram and I'm somewhat active there. So you can follow me on Instagram at Blissful Bridget. And I also think that your your community would like my podcast. It's called The Gathering Movement. And it's all about gathering leaders together to riff on topics like leadership, spirituality, um, living your best life. So I interview doctors, TEDx speakers, entrepreneurs, just really great humans. So if you need that person who's doing the thing that you want to be doing, right. I think your your community would enjoy it too. Definitely. Oh, definitely. We will definitely link that. It's been so nice yeah. connecting with you. We're really excited for tomorrow, our launch day. Yes. Woohoo. So, so excited. And it was so nice to have this 
deeper conversation with you. It's so nice to get to know you. Oh, it's so nice to get to know you. We'll be staying in touch for sure. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day and I will see you tomorrow for launch day. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. You too. Until next time, continue to wonder boldly.